The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Shady Rays. SGPN is teaming up with Shady Shady Rays for Shady May. Get 50% off your Shady Rays using promo code SGPN. Then go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win $500. I'm just about that action, boss. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the NFL Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Once again, you continue to do that to me. I didn't I didn't want you to loop that. <sighs> you know, it's funny because every once in a while, technology just throws you for a gigantic loop, right? Like you get all into the mix. And then next thing you know, StreamYard's like, not so fast, my friend. We want to play the music again. So. Uh, let's try this again. It is, of course, the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Full house again. No, we're good. Okay, we're clear. Uh, Ryan McIntyre, Justin Mark, we're here to talk NFL in the offseason. We have got a very special uh, futures episode for you today as we talk about the offensive and defensive rookies of the year, odds-wise. We'll break them down, who we like, who we think is a, a good fit for it. You know, and looking at these odds already, it's clear that there's some favorites, but uh, it doesn't feel like there's necessarily a runaway favorite in this mix. So it's it'll be fun to break it down with with these guys. Gentlemen, how are we feeling now that uh, things are settled down? Rookies, right, are now in camp. We're starting Mm -hmm. to see some actual stuff happening on the field. I mean, we're getting very, very close now to uh, actual football here uh, from the NFL. Yeah, and hey, we have the schedule coming out Thursday night, so tune back in at the end of the week. We'll give you the schedule release show, us three. Hey, Rod, you'd be uh, proud of us. Jay, Mark, and I last Friday were able to do the intro with the music on cue. No mistakes. It was a perfect Friday. So, hey, you know what? We were proud of ourselves going into the weekend, so uh, we just wanted to let you know. Hey, I saw that, by the way, and I was very pleased and happy with it. I thought, man, and then here I go and screw it up. You know, I've been sitting in this chair forever. I screwed up. So props to you guys. You guys don't need me, so maybe I'll just go. Uh, good night, well, everybody. The difference is we started with the uh, the X-Files music. Maybe that's what threw you. You needed the X-Files music to start. <laughs> that's exactly what I needed. But, um all right. So anyways, yeah, just we were just talking about just a, a brief second ago uh, as far as everything going on. Obviously, we we heavily followed XFL, USFL, all that stuff. Um, but now it seems like now that the NFL is back, a lot of that stuff's going to have to take a back seat, uh, especially as we start talking about rookies. And I mean, you've got your fantasy football podcast cooking right now and, and lots to talk about there. So uh, busy time for you. But uh, how are you feeling about this rookie crop? This is going to be a, a fun rookie crop to watch, or is this going to be one where we're waiting for next year to cheer on some of the people that get drafted next year? No, I, I like a lot of the guys. I like a lot of their landing spots. I mean, some were head scratchers, of course. We have that every year, right? But um, I think there are some guys that landed in the perfect spot that they're going to really be able to make some noise right away. 
Ryan, what about you? I agree with Jay Mark. I, I I like a lot of the fits. Uh, there were a couple reaches, but I mean, we still don't know. It's hard to evaluate the draft until you get three years down the road. Uh, Jay Mark and I joked like we should go back and do a uh, grading each draft for each team three years ago, the 2020 draft or the 2019 draft, and give out realistic grades. Based off of, I mean, we only saw, I think it was 12 guys get their fifth-year option picked up um, headed into their fifth year. I mean, who had, in 2020, Chase Young, for example, not getting his fifth year picked up? He was Defensive Rookie of the Year, so it's just it's so hit or miss with the draft. But, uh, I mean, I like a lot of these guys' fits and looking forward to diving into some Rookie of the Year candidates. Well, look, nothing says that more than Trevor Lawrence and, and mm-hmm. sorry. I jumped all over that, but nothing says that more than Trevor Lawrence. Like it took him a couple of years to get in there and to actually be somebody. And now we're starting to talk about him being uh, a contributor. So real quick, before we get to these rookies, I have to ask Ryan because he is our Washington commanders specialist here. Yep. Wait, are they getting Andrew Luck? What's what's with the Andrew Luck talk here? <laughs> this is this is fake news, Ursay again. It's just him <laughs> and Snyder going at. It. I mean, come on, let it go. Snyder's still on the team. Leave us alone. Let us have a peaceful couple months headed into September. I think they're still better that uh, the Skins were able to get them in, in Indy this year. So yeah, Washington and Indy, they it's like turned into a quiet rivalry. Although they only play every couple years. He wants an investigation, even. He thinks there was some tampering. I think we should investigate him. <laughs> there, yeah, I think you could I think you could find plenty of skeletons in that closet. <laughs> I mean, I, everybody will agree. He's he's kind of gone off the deep end, man, over these last couple of years, man. You know, yeah. it's crazy because I for Andrew Luck's sake, here's the thing, right? I took nine years in between my active duty time and my national guard time. Uh and and when I joined back up into the army again, I was like Man, this is a young man's game. I can only imagine taking a break from football like that, suiting back up again and getting hit and pummeled and just beat to holy hell after, you know, almost a full career, well, basically a full career of doing it. Walk away because you didn't want to get hurt in the first place. So, you know, why, why come back again to subject yourself to it? Well, and I don't know if you guys have seen him recently, but he doesn't look like he's in football shape. <laughs> like, no, it, 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 and the ironic thing is, is that uh, Jacoby Brissett was the one that relieved Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett now the maybe the starting quarterback for Washington. So kind of coming full circle, I might be able. I might still want to take Andrew Luck right now. So Ron Ron still doesn't know if we're eliminated from the playoffs. So maybe Andrew Luck would be an upgrade. <laughs> uh, well, for all we know, Andrew Luck is sitting around uh, sipping my ties with some sunglasses on and. They very well could be Shady Rays because Andrew Luck is a smart man. And Shady Rays is teaming up with us, the SGPN, for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off of your pair, but you also get a chance to win $500. Shady Rays, as I've told you time and time again, has got you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely curl optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And that's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every single pair of sunglasses you get is backed by lost and broken replacements. What does that mean? Well, you take it out of the box seconds after you break them uh, or after you take them out of the box and you break them, you'll get them replaced for absolutely no cost to you. And the best part of all, they won't ask you why, how, or what happened to the shades. They'll just take them back, give you your new pair, and you'll be on your way. 
break those, maybe they ask a question, but probably not. They just want you to have your fresh pair of Shady Rays on. Got you back, buddies. And if you don't like them for whatever reason, not judging, but you can exchange them for a brand new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you go to Shady Rays and shop at Shady Rays because they always got your back. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Then go take that receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May Contest. All right, so I am uh, fervently waiting. I want to get my Shady Rays so I can win that $500. Uh, so I can go buy more shady maze, uh, shady rays. It's a tongue twister. I always want to. I'm, I'm probably now from now on, as long as shady rays is our sponsor, going to go back and say they're shady maze. So thanks, <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, all right. So we have got some uh, obviously rookie landing spots. I feel like now's a good time to start digging in to these uh, rookie of the year odds. Getting these right now, and if you f- have better odds on better books, let me know. <clears throat> because I'm pulling these from DraftKings. At the top, no surprise, Bijan Robinson and Bryce Young are the two top dogs in this at plus 300, plus 475. I bring this up because the next one uh, is is a pretty steep drop at plus 650. We'll talk about him in a second. But does it surprise you that these two are on the top of the board? And uh, does the odd do the odds surprise you, really? No, because, and I think we talk about this every time we talk about awards is these are such narrative driven awards that are given out. Who's got the best storyline, especially with like comeback player of the year, but even with the rookie of the year, I think you look at Bijan Robinson in Atlanta and Bryce Young in Carolina, you see a division that's winnable in their rookie rookie season. So if you always get that extra bump, I think if you can get a team that was picking in the top five or 10 to the playoffs in their rookie year, I think Bryce Young, I've already talked about how bullish I am on the Carolina Panthers headed into this next year under Frank Reich, who's had success with multiple quarterbacks, Carson Wentz, um, Phillip Rivers, you, you name it. And so you get Bryce Young in his rookie year. I think he's a good candidate. We know Bijan Robinson's going to get a big workload with Atlanta with Arthur Smith because they want to run this shit out of the ball. So, uh, yeah, no, I think it's, I, these guys are well-deserved heavy favorites, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I completely understand why they're the favorites. Um, but just to zig a little bit, uh, they're not my favorites. I, I would not be placing uh, on my my struggle with Bajan is, you know, they got Tyler Allgaier, they got Caleb Huntley, they got Corderell Patterson. I think all those guys are going to contribute in the run game. Even if Bajan leads them, I think that there there's probably going to be a lot to go around there, a lot of mouths to feed. And then Bryce Young, from the very beginning, I said, I think he's too small. I don't know if he makes it the full season. They've also came out and said he's not their starter. Now, I think that's just talk. I think he will be their starter. But they said for right yeah. now, he's not the starter. So we'll we'll see on that. But um, those two are not the ones that I'm, I'm going to put my bankroll towards. I'll just say that. It's been a long time since we've been excited for an Atlanta running game, I think, really. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, back in the days of the Dirty Birds when – uh, when they had a good running game back there. It just doesn't seem like it's that same. And and Desmond Ritter, I, I'm not sure that he can support a, a running back that's going to be in contention for rookie of the year. 
And then as far as, you know, young, it's, it's the Panthers still like, I mean, you cut it any other way you want it. It's still the Panthers. And I know that they've got a pretty stock team. Now I know that they're making a charge, but I mean, listen, the last time we've seen a rookie come in and completely tear it up is Brock Purdy last year. I mean, um, so I'm not, <laughs> it's it just, it, uh, to me, these nice 49er picks, plug. Hey, I had it. <laughs> yeah. I had it. Mr. Irrelevant no longer is Mr. Irrelevant. He's That's actually right. a source of controversy in this. But again, I, I I just don't know that he can make the sudden impact that's needed to win a, a rookie of the year. So these top two favorites, I think you guys are absolutely dead on as, as I don't know that I'm touching them. Even at plus, I mean, obviously, they you know they're going to be plus odds because that's the way these awards work. But um, I don't think the price is right for me to sink a season's long worth of investment into those two guys, knowing the situations they're going into. Yeah. And I could, I mean, like I said, I don't think Bryce young is the guy I've, I'm just going to, I'm going to stick on that Hill because I've said it from the very beginning. So I'm going to continue to stand on it. I think the Panthers, maybe they have a shot. I still think this is the saints division, but you know, the Panthers were kind of in the mix last year after they traded Christian McCaffrey, so adding Bryce Young and some of the pieces, but also you got to, in my opinion, their their running game should be on par with Miles Sanders. I think he'll be able to maintain that, but they lost DJ Moore, who even though he had a bit of a down year last year with 800 and some yards, that's a big piece of their offense that the defense focused on. And I think that's going to be difficult to kind of, uh, balance again because now you don't have a wide receiver one in my opinion that the defense is going to be focused on so everybody's going to be covered a little bit better yeah and to piggyback off that point j mark this has been a wide receiver uh award the last two years uh jamar chase coming on the scene in year number one um with with, with joe burrow for the Bengals, and then last year was garrett wilson with the new york jets a quarterback hasn't won this award since Justin Herbert, and a running back hasn't won the award since uh, Saquon Barkley back in 2018. So this has started trending more towards the wide receiver. So I think, and we'll get into some of these longer shots, uh, I, I think there's definitely some value the more and more you dig down the board. And, I mean, we talk about Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy, if he had had a couple more games, would have easily won the Rookie of the Year. Agreed. Oh, easily. Easily, but you know, and you think about how easy, how much more easy it is for a wide receiver to make an instant impact on their offense than a quarterback who nine times out of 10, if they're that high of a draft pick, it means that there's been problems around them that they're trying to fix a la Trevor Lawrence, bring that up again, right? It took him a couple of seasons for them to finally put enough pieces around him to make that team a formidable force, all, all number one draft picks, but it, it worked right. It eventually it worked for Jacksonville, Carolina. They've got a little more going for them than Jacksonville did when when they drafted Trevor Lawrence. But still, it's going to take a while for him to solidify himself in that offense. Therefore, I don't think it's going to be a award a, a that he's going to walk away from. Unless, of course, he Cam Newton's in his first year and completely transcends the position and, you know, makes makes some noise. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not I'm not he's going to be a good quarterback. Let's not get that twisted. It's just I don't think he's going to be. <laughs> Justin's like, ah, the jury's still out on that. I just don't think it'll be instantaneous uh, and, and you know, in his rookie season. That's all. He's going to be an excellent XFL quarterback for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're not even sending him to the USFL. That's, <laughs> right. that's fantastic. 
You can tell uh, he does the XFL gambling podcast. Right. <laughs> that, that is true. Um, all right. Let's step away for another quick break. When we come back, we'll continue on down uh, the road. Those first two. For as much as we weren't going to bet on they sure took up quite a bit of time. But that's all right. That's This is the two favorites that a lot of people are going to want to know whether or not to bet on. So I think we knocked them out for you. So, uh, all right. Step away. When we come back, we'll talk about some more Offensive Rookie of the Year candidates. We like them or not. But dating is not easy, folks, and especially in this day and age of swiping left, swiping right, right? Nobody really has a grasp on that anymore. It's just you swipe and you hope. Well, guess what? Those days are over because Talkify has got you covered. It is the country's number one modern matchmaking service. It's designed to help you achieve your relationship success, not just the Hook the relationship. We want the long haul for you. Talkify does too. The trusted compatibility specialist hand select successful and compelling candidates so you can date consciously and productively. Don't waste your time. Go to Talkify. Here's how it works. Talkify matchmakers meet with you to learn about what you're looking for in a partner. Then they'll select and screen potential match candidates for you. No swiping, man. They do it right for you. Doing background checks. Don't you wish you want to do those video interviews? They'll ask the tough questions for you too. That are too awkward to ask on a first date. Think of the most awkward question you can ask. I'm not going to, you do it. They'll ask it for you from there. Matchmaker plans your date and introductions. They handle the communication for you, creating a safe and stress-free dating experience. Talkify is committed to finding your match. 80% of clients meet their person within the first 12 matches. You ain't got to wait around a whole year's worth of people crammed into a couple of months. You'll find them right now. Talkify is offering our listeners 20% off when you become a client at Talkify.com slash SGPN. That's T-A-W-K-I-F-Y.com slash SGPN for 20% off when you become a client. Talkify.com slash SGPN. Very glad that I don't have to go through that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Wiping gives me complete and total uh, anxiety. So <laughs> never had to do it. Talkify, make sure you don't have to do it. So, uh, all right, guys that don't have to worry about swiping either. Uh, we're coming up on the next set of, of folks and I'll, I'll list them out here in, uh, well, the next two quarterbacks. And I don't think we need to spend too long in either one of these either because it's Anthony Richardson at plus 650, CJ Stroud at plus 700, much like Bryce Young, I don't think either one of these warrants betting on. I know Richardson for the Colts, I mean, he may not start. Like, he's one that may not start, right? I know they have high hopes for him, but I don't know. He, he's still a guy that I don't think may even see start or, or start the whole season. You know what I'm saying? So I'm definitely staying away from him. And then, of course, uh, C.J. Stroud, another one of those ones that a lot of people were betting on high. Still don't think if we don't think Bryce Young is going to make an impact. I don't think CJ Stroud is going to make an impact right away. So, guys, what are you guys thinking on this one? Yeah, I, I think Richardson might get the Trey Lance treatment. He may sit out his rookie year or he may sit out the first 10 to 12 games and they play him late. But I don't see him playing for quite a while. He's a development guy. Um, I, I know Stryker comes over from Philadelphia, but I, 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 I still just don't see it. So, um, in terms of Stroud, I mean, he's intriguing because 
I think that they're going to be, they think that they're better than maybe the general public does. And they said that with the way that they traded up for gone, their uh, first round pick of next year. But I, I, I don't know, man, I, they, they lack weapons there in Houston. So I, I'm staying away from these quarterbacks. The only one that, like I said, that I would maybe consider is Bryce Young, but that's why his odds are so much shorter than the other ones, but definitely not Anthony Richardson. Jay Mark. Justin's doing some research over there. Can you guys hear me? I think I'm frozen. No, there, you're, you're back. Yeah, there okay. he is. My screen's frozen, but if you oh. guys can hear me, we're good. Um, yeah. I kind of like CJ Stroud. He's the first one that piqued my interest as far as rookie of the year. And the reason is, you know, uh, Ryan kind of hit on how it's a, a narrative based thing. There we're back. Now I'm not frozen. A narrative based uh, award. If you think about, you know, they, they added, I already kind of, when we're talking draft grades, I think they had the best quarterback in the class and they added the best player in Will Anderson. So you added, two guys on different sides of the ball there that I think are going to immediately elevate this team. And if you think about how bad this team was, and they are in a division with the Titans where Ryan Tannehill's on his way out the door, um, the Colts who were really bad last year, and now maybe they start Anthony Richardson, maybe they don't. And, and to Nag's point in the, uh, the chat, the Colts were so bad agreed. Um, it, and so I think the Texans might be able to make some noise. They have a good running back in Damian Pierce. They have some offensive weapons. They got Dalton Schultz, who I think is a great piece for a rookie quarterback because he's going to be exactly where he needs to be. He's a great route runner. He's got good hands, and he's going to be where he needs to be to bail the quarterback out. So I kind of like taking a little shot on C.J. Stroud because I think he's going to be able to make a little bit of noise. I think the Texans are going to be better than expected. And if you just think about how bad they were last year, if he can even turn it around somewhat, he's going to be in that conversation. But then my question is on that point, if he does turn them around and makes them a, a, I don't know, 500 team, but there's a, like a a ride receiver that goes over a thousand yards, catches 10 touchdowns. Like which one weighs more into that? Obviously, you know what I'm saying? Like I I get it. I think for, for Stroud to win the rookie of the year, the Texans have to make the playoffs. And, and I, you know what I'm saying? Like that yeah. miraculous of a turnaround because no one's going to really say that it was great, even though we know, right, as football fans, as anybody that watches football, how great it is, right? Mm-hmm. If they don't go to the playoffs, then it's like, man, he's another year away. You know what I'm saying? Right, true. To the playoffs, now you got a story. True. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. It's, you're kind of with this award. I know that the Jets did not make the playoffs, and they won both Rookie of the Years. But you look, you, you look at it. I mean, the Jets were in contention because of their two rookies, Sauce Gardner and Garrett Wilson. Uh, looking at the years prior to that, I mean, Justin Herbert. Yes, they were they were right there to make the playoffs, but he had an historic um, rookie season. And I, I, Chase Young, when he won it, they, they were a playoff team. Nick Bosa with the Niners, they were a one seed. So it's such a narrative, and it helps when you're on a winning team that drives that narrative even more. So I, with these rookie of the year long shots, I, I think you're just kind of looking at teams that you're more high on. So Jay Mark's high on the Texans going into the year. For him, I think C.J. Stroud would be a great pick if he thinks that the Texans have a chance to contend for a wild card or even challenge the Jaguars in the AFC South. 
still a tall order though i will tell you for that sure. right now <laughs> for sure yeah. yeah and if he does it listen I'll, I'll he gets my vote for sure because it's that that'd be a hell of a turnaround uh, all right now we're getting into the area where i think there's some interesting stories here uh we're getting away from the quarterback position and we're getting into the wide receiver position and uh some of the mo- the top wide receivers picked in this draft right jsn jackson smith and jigba is at plus 750 and then jmar gibbs at plus 900 uh listen for for jsn he's going to seattle right and and you know how great geno smith was i'm worried because we know how great geno smith was last year and now he's got to do it again he's gotten paid and we talked about that in the betting preview where we were thinking about can he get this done will the pressure be too much and then can he bust through Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf in order to get the necessary, I guess, you know, attention that that would warrant him being a rookie of the year? Can he eclipse a thousand yards in a t- on a team with already 2000 yard receivers and a quarterback that may not be able to sustain that again? Yeah, the Geno thing is is interesting, and you could say the same thing for Daniel Jones because he got paid as well in New York. I think that the, the culture is really good there in in um, Seattle, and he is going to a competitive wide receiver room with uh, Metcalf and Lockett. But Jamar Chase did the same thing with uh, he Higgins and Boyd. I I'm not saying that Geno Smith is Joe Burrow, but I think Geno Smith, when you put good players around him, it just elevates his game even more in my opinion. Now, if you put bad players, I know that's a generic thing, but like just with the way that they're able to protect for him, run the ball, and invest in their offensive line this offseason, I think uh, I, I, I like I like uh, Smith going there, but I, I don't know if I would, I would take it at that price. I, I like a couple other wide receivers uh, more. Yeah, I do too, I, and I get what you're saying. Uh, he's not Patrick Mahomes, right? Patrick Mahomes, it seems no. like no matter who his receivers are, yeah. he's still good. I don't. Yeah, I get that. Geno's not that way, and I agree with you, Rod. That you know, you got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett that are very established there. That it's going to be hard, even if he does contribute, it's going to be hard to put up numbers that weren't rookie of the year numbers, right? Um, so I agree with that. And they drafted another running back, even though they had a very successful running back room, they're set up to run the ball a lot too. So Jameer Gibbs, I just can't bet on a Lions player. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it's interesting how this will, because, you know, they they traded Swift. They didn't re-sign Williams. I'm curious if uh, Jameer Gibbs kind of falls in that Swift role or that Williams role or somewhere in between because Williams had more fantasy points than Swift did basically because of the touchdowns and David Montgomery is still a good running back. Um, Despite, you know, the bears didn't re-sign him. I wish they would have, but he's still a really good running back. He, he can catch the ball as well. I know Gibbs is probably a better natural running back receiver, but um, just something about in the, not to mention that offense throws ball a lot too. I don't have a lot of confidence putting any money on Gibbs or JSN personally. I'm not on the Gibbs train at all for this either. I, I said you can make a case for it because Lions running backs, you know, they, yeah. you want to say that they're going to be good, but who knows? So, yeah. And then and then just to get back one more time to JSN, um, you're right, Justin. I was going to make that same point too, is that they, they still want to run the ball. Like they're, they yeah. got three fantastic receivers, but 
they still want to pound that ball. Like there's, there's no getting away from that in Seattle. They, they like to run for sure. Yeah. And I agree with you on Gibbs. Gibbs is going to a crowded backfield with Montgomery and Williams. I don't see how they're going to, they said they want to throw it to him more, but I, I don't know. I feel like we've heard that before. Like these teams become infatuated with these weapons that they call them coming out of the draft. They fall in love with the guy. I, 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 I don't see him having the production that everybody else is saying. Yeah. Uh, and he's sure. a lion. So automatically and he's a lion. Yeah. him down a little bit. <laughs> a hyped lion. No, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's uh, let's take. I want to take a look at these next two, and then we'll sort of just turn it out into because as we get start to get lower in these odds, now they're really becoming long shots. But these two, um, these two actually, of anybody, hold a lot of my attention, and that's uh, Jordan Addison at plus seventeen hundred over there in Minnesota, and then uh, Zay. I'm sorry, uh, yeah, and then Zay Flowers with Baltimore. These two, I feel like, have a better shot in their offenses than does JSN and or I know that it's a different uh, um, uh, position altogether, but for Gibbs as well, uh, Addison, right. Joining, uh, joining our Justin Jefferson over there in Minnesota. And then Zay flowers could almost quickly find himself as a number one receiver. If he can separate himself from that crew, because you know, with what Baltimore's lost and now with uh, Lamar Jackson there, that could be a new favorite. We- I mean, Mark Andrews was our favorite weapon for a while. So give me, give me Zay Flowers all day, right? Yeah, um, I I'm higher on Addison because I trust the offense more with Kevin O'Connell airing the ball out. Um, you know, Justin Jefferson is going to face every double and triple team ever ever created this year. So it opens up single coverage on the backside for Addison. I'm not sold that the Ravens are going to throw the ball as much as they're saying they're going to throw the ball. I think that they're just saying that to appease Lamar and basically kiss his ass to make him happy so that he comes back. So I, I, I don't know. And then Zay Flowers is also playing with Odell Beckham, who's going to demand targets as well. Um, demand I, the, or will he get? That's the question. <laughs> that is a good question. I like another receiver better than both of these guys. I like Quentin Johnson. With the Chargers, I think he goes to a Chargers offense that's going to throw the ball even more. Um, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, yes, they're talented, but have big-time injury history. You got Justin Herbert. I think Quentin Johnson found the perfect spot there, 20-1 to maybe as a long shot here, since we're talking about wide receivers. Yeah, um, so I said C.J. Stroud was the first person that kind of piqued my interest of, yeah, I'm probably going to put a little on him. Jordan Addison is my favorite bet for Rookie of the Year because not only do they have Justin Jefferson that commands the defense, but they have T.J. Hawkinson, who is a top-five tight end when used properly, in the middle there, and that's going to leave Jordan Addison a lot of one-on-one coverage or even slipping through the zone coverages a lot. So I think he's got a, a really good chance to um, kind of break out on the scene there. And, you know, we've seen Adam Thielen, he was averaging around double-digit targets when or touchdowns when he was healthy. So I think we could see a at least 10 touchdowns out of Jordan Addison plus 800,000. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes over 1,000 yards. So I really like him as my rookie of the year. My long shot one, since you brought in a long shot, 28 to 1, Jalen Hyatt. Um, I know yeah. everybody's like uh, the Giants, but, you know, uh, 
Dan Jones is pretty good. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think he's they need receivers, and this is going to be the guy that fills that receiver room for him. So I think he could be a, a sneaky pick. It's funny. We are uh, we're putting our hopes and prayers on Kirk Cousins to produce a uh, an offensive rookie of the year. But listen, I mean, he did that, Justin Jefferson, right? I mean, as far as not rookie of the year, but a very fantastic uh, wide receiver right out of the box. So yeah, uh, I can't necessarily fault him for that. Um, and and really looking at it, it is my favorite pick too. Uh, just like that's why I was hyping it up a little bit more. I feel like that's that's the one that's got legs uh, on it. I don't have a long shot. I, I honestly, once you start getting past those guys, right, it's it's sort of just a crapshoot. You know, Hendon uh, Hooker at plus 3,000, you're like, what? No, that's not. That's, that's a name you recognize. You won't be betting on it. So, you know, all, all these names down here back or are going to be backup quarterbacks or whatever. So I, I think I'm okay to let it lie. Ryan, you got another one? Um, well, I was just going to piggyback off the Addison because I do like that one. And if you like that one, what will make you feel better is Thielen is no longer a Minnesota Viking. He's in Carolina. So um, once upon a time in 2020, Jefferson kind of slid into that number two role that Addison is with Thielen when he was in his prime. Jefferson had 1,400 yards, almost 100 catches his rookie year. So Kirk will throw the ball to these talented rookie receivers. Um, if I want to give that a super, super long shot, fun one to do, if you want a Brock Purdy angle, I think you look at Stetson Bennett with the Rams. Matt Stafford's got the injury history. If We, we know that the Rams have a talented roster. Uh, Sean McVay's good with quarterbacks. If you like Stetson Bennett to maybe uh, have a chance to take over the Rams and go on a Brock Purdy rookie-like run, he's 100-1. to 1. So I'll give out that one as my long, long shot. <laughs> That's funny. I, I like it because I, I like Stetson Bennett. I think he showed yeah. a lot of improvement in his 18 years of college. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have a friend who is a very, very big Georgia fan who thought the Rams were an excellent place because Stetson Bennett will sit there as a backup for three or four years and then go to run a successful car dealership in Georgia. So <laughs> that's his faith in his former quarterback. We'll see though. Hater. <laughs> right. Hey, J Mark, do you like uh what about Deuce Vaughn? I'm seeing him 75 to one with Dallas. I just think he's too small to make that big of an impact. Do yeah. I think he's going to be a good piece on the field? Yes. But do I think it's going to be big enough to like do rookie of the year? No, I just think he's too little. Um, if you're going to throw a, a dart on a running back, um, I really like Devin Achain in Miami. I think he landed yeah. in a good spot there where, you know, he's playing with other running backs who are injured often in Mostert and um, Wilson, right? Jeff Wilson, is that who else they got? The yep. former 49ers running back room, basically. Um, hands. Yeah, those guys get injured a lot. So a chain could step in there and uh, really take over that running back room. And the Dolphins, I mean, they were pretty decent last year. So I could see them um, using him well and him getting getting a shot at, at being considered for this. Huh. Well, I mean, again, I think we just basically hit everybody that could be hit at this point. Go down the list for yourself. If there's any names that we left out, you can always tell us in the chat, too, uh, who you're looking at. We'd love to hear from you as far as who you think uh, should be Offensive Rookie of the Year. But uh, I think that that very well covers this one, and uh, we can move on to the defensive side of the ball. 
step away one more time. And uh, thank you very much out there for those of you who are watching live on YouTube as you just watch Ryan's uh, camera just go completely dark. If you're listening, OG, you don't know that. Maybe you should head over to the NFL Gambling Podcast on YouTube where you can see all of our episodes as well. And then, of course, join us when we go live and chat and talk with us and have some fun as we break down all of these off-season things that we're talking about. Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, ring the bell, and let us know exactly uh, or so you know exactly when we're about to go live again. So once again, thank you. Thank you very much. Continue to do all the things that make it possible for us to continue to stay on YouTube. All right. It is, of course the defensive side of the ball. I know as fantasy football players, we tend to get super excited about offense and then forget about defense, but there's two sides of the ball or three, yeah. I guess, if you can <laughs> right. Yeah. We need, we need Gary on for this. He's the, the defensive guru, the IDP guy for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but I think we'll do it some justice. We've all seen enough of these guys over the last few weeks to know uh, who we think are the favorites. And right now the books pretty much have some clear, clear favorites. You want to talk about the jump between the favorites in the offensive side. This one is a cliff. Uh, it's Will Anderson Jr. at plus 350. The next uh, favorite there is Jalen Carter at plus 700. Will Anderson, I mean, we know that Houston has historically had good defense, right? And good defensive ends, right? I mean, J.J. Watt, you know, that, that was a name back there. So I guess what the books are feeling like is if this is another coming of a J.J. Watt-esque player in Dallas or in, in Dallas in Houston uh, and, and is worthy enough to be the defensive rookie of the year. But I ask you, is it warranted? And do you think he does this at plus 350? I'm back, uh, by the way. I don't know what happened to my Wi-Fi. My Wi-Fi screened up there and I froze and my camera went out. So, uh, yeah, he's definitely the favorite. I think that's why they traded up. You could argue he's the best player in the draft. Uh, looking at some of the past winners of this award, I mean, you look at it, you got Micah Parsons two years ago, Chase Young, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. Uh, this primarily has been a pass rusher award. I know Sauce Gardner, you sprinkle him in and Marcus Lattimore back in 2017, but I think people love sacks. That number kind of gets thrown around more than maybe it should. Um, and also, if your guy does win uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year, that doesn't mean he's a franchise player because my guy won Defensive Rookie of the Year and he hasn't played a game since, I don't think. <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I mean, I like Will Anderson, and I think he's in a good spot there where he's going to really start to command some attention. I don't know if I like him at plus 350, though. I would like longer odds yeah. uh, for – a, an award that really, I mean, it's a crapshoot right now, right? We don't know how people are going to perform. So plus 350 to tie up my money all year. I'm not really digging that. Jalen Carter, I think, is in a good spot. I just don't know how much of an impact he's going to make as far as statistics. I think he'll make an impact on the field, but I don't know if that carries over to statistics necessarily. So um, I'm kind of out on both these guys. And really think about it this way, too. We talked about how difficult it is sometimes for a quarterback drafted high up in the in the ranks to make an impact instantly. Same can be said about these defensive guys, too, because, again, a lot of times defense is not it's not a, a 
a side of the ball where you just it immediately start. Like rookies don't necessarily immediately start, right? Maybe if they're drafted this high, you probably will see Will Anderson out there because obviously the Texans need a pretty good, uh, a pretty solid answer <laughs> defensively for for their uh, for their troubles. But Jalen Carter, he just went to an Eagles team that you know is is the best in the NFC. So I don't know how much they actually need him to produce, right? He may not even start week one. He may not even start until halfway through the season. And, you know, he'll probably get some spot starts here and there, but he's got to make a huge impact on his team if he wants to be considered. Whereas Anderson probably will get there from day one, probably will play more snaps. And obviously I think that's why the books have him heavily favored here is because out of all of everybody that that's on this list, he's probably the one that can make an instant impact. Yeah, and you wonder if the playing time for Jalen Carter will be completely there. They have the depth already on the defensive line in Philadelphia, so um, I, I, they got plenty of bodies. I, I, I'm with you. I don't like Jalen Carter. He also has the offseason or off-the-field issues still going on um, that kind of made him drop in the draft, so who knows where he'll be between now and September. Uh, will Ander... <sighs> Will Anderson, I wish I was getting a little bit longer odds. I probably would give that one out just because I think he's by far the best pass rusher. But I do like another pass rusher that we'll uh, we'll touch on here in a minute. Yeah, well, then let's uh, get to those a couple of those guys. Uh, we have next on the list Tyree Wilson at plus 800 and uh, Devin Witherspoon at plus 900. Tyree, right, going over to the Raiders. And then Devin Witherspoon is going to be a Seattle Seahawk. Both of these teams obviously needed defensive help, which is why they got them. But which one of these two is even worth the price at plus 800 or plus 900? I think both are going to good situations because Wilson's going to team up with Max Crosby and he won't, he'll get single coverage all year. So I probably would give him out to win rookie of the year. If he as an immediate impact guy teaming up with Crosby Witherspoon's also going to a good situation because he's going to team up with last year's rookie who almost won rookie of the year, Tariq Woolen. So, I mean, both going to good situations where they can be an immediate impact guy, but I really like Tyree Wilson. He was a guy I tease eight to one or nine to one, whatever it is. Yeah, I was going to, I would pick him if I was more confident about that foot injury that everybody in the draft was worried about. A lot of the scouts worried about his foot injury. Now, obviously, the Raiders, I'm sure they did their due diligence and said, nah, he's good to go. But it is the Raiders, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> I was going to say, you're giving him a lot of credit there. <laughs> right. Um, and then as far as any cornerback, um, I know we almost had one last year, and it seems like, you know, there's all, there's almost always one, but you rarely see them get that. I don't know what kind of impact they would need to make on the field in order to win unless these edge rushers aren't getting sacks or piling up sacks. But so for me, I'm just, I'm a little nervous taking any cornerbacks. And, and that's the thing too. We talked about how hard it is for running backs sometimes too, to make an instant impact um, for these, they would have to intercept the ball like every time they touched it, right. They would have to run back uh, touchdowns every time they, they intercepted a ball. I feel like the, the, quantifiables of a cornerback or a safety are not as easily felt as an edge rusher. You know, you see the sack, you don't always see the good coverage that allowed the, the, uh, the receiver not to get open 
and not even to get a look. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, the, the casual fan doesn't go, man, I'm so glad that the quarterback went to his third read because this guy was blanketing him. Right. I mean, it's it's difficult unless the announcers kind of bring it to your attention because the camera doesn't follow it. Camera sure as hell covers a sack. Right. So I, I get why it's an edge rusher. And you're right. It's difficult for for secondary guys, which, you know, again, Christian Gonzalez next on this list, a 10 to one. Right. Another cornerback. He's going to the Patriots. And I'm not sure that a cornerback on the Patriots is going to make you uh, any sort of money this season. <laughs> yeah, no, it's going to be interesting because Gonzalez fell in the draft. He was a everybody thought maybe a top five pick kind of slid, maybe because he was on the softer side of things playing in the Pac-12 at Oregon. But, I mean, he's going to a defensive coach, but you you mentioned it. It's tough for a cornerback to win this award because deflections really don't get hyped up like everybody hypes up a tackle for a loss or a sack. Uh, you almost got to have multiple pick sixes in order to qualify or just be so dominant like Sauce Gardner. Yep, agreed. I'm staying away from the cornerbacks and safeties and anybody in that defensive backfield. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm right there with you in this one as well. Um, all right, Justin, get hype, buddy. It's your boy, Lucas Van S, the linebacker out of Iowa, who will now find himself with the Green Bay Packers. You hate it, but you love it at the same time because it's a it's an Iowa man playing in the NFC North. He's about to terrorize your Chicago Bears, but uh, will he do it enough to warrant uh, a, a bet on Rookie of the Year? Uh, he is currently 12 to one. What do you think, Jay Mark? I'll let you take this one. This is your guy, Iowa playing for the Packers. I mean, hitting you on both sides, like pulling at your heart right here. <laughs> right. I know I want to root for him, but I don't. Absolutely. Um, he's definitely a beast. And if the Iowa Hawkeyes have one thing going for them, it's defense. I mean, you don't want any of their offensive players really, except maybe a tight end here and there, but their defense is very good, and I think Lucas Van Ness is going to be very good for them. I don't know if it's going to all put onto paper this year, though. Um, I think he's a year or two out from being a dominant edge rusher, and I actually think they they went a little early on him, to be honest. Um, but that that's just my opinion. He's a great player. I just think he's going to need a little bit more time at the pro level before he's your every-down starter, sack, and quarterbacks for 15 to 20 times. Did they draft him to mess with you? I think so. <laughs> I, I think that's what it is. I like I like the value. Uh, Green Bay's good defensively. I know that they lost Rodgers, which Jay Mark is so smiling about. Um, but, I, I mean, I think the strength of this team, if they're going to be competitive at all and contend in the NFC North, is they got to be really dominant defensively. And a guy like Van Ness has to come onto the rookie scene and contribute right away. I see the phone call right now. Uh, let's see the green Bay Packers. Uh, is it Iowa guy? Yeah. Grab him, grab him. We just want to piss off Jay Mark. We, we know, we know he's been scouting. We know, you know, yep. Take him. <laughs> That's right. Jay Mark turned off his TV after that pick. <laughs> yeah. threw, threw the foam brick at it after that. You saw it. Um, all right, well, let's move on to the next guy on the list, which is, uh, your guy right now, Ryan. That's Emmanuel yep. Forbes, uh, playing for the Washington commanders in at 14 to one. I mean, we just talked about cornerbacks, probably tough, even on a Washington commanders team that needs them to, to be a standout rookie, right? He would be the one guy 
like kind of that fits the bill with with DBs winning the award because he led the country in pick sixes at Mississippi State. So maybe he's able to slide into a good defense. They were a top five, top ten defense last year, but they just couldn't take away the ball. So in comes Forbes, skinny guy. Maybe he has a digs like uh, impact, and he has a couple pick sixes. That's the only route. So I'll give him out as my long shot. Yeah, let's go. Some some wishful thinking happening over there. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm talking it into existence. Right. Um, yeah, I could see it happening. I just I'm sticking on my stance of no cornerbacks, no defensive backfield. I just think it's gonna be too difficult for them to win this award. <sighs> yep, I concur. And and again, the books do too, right? I mean, it's sitting down at 14 to 1, and, and, and we're down at 14 to 1 right now. So I guess really now we're just starting to talk long shots for sure. So uh, out of all of the rest of the guys, because I don't feel like there's any need to go down bit by bit, is there anybody else on this list that you have circled as somebody you have been keeping your eye on at the odds that you like the best? Because, like I said, when you get down into it, you're starting to see a lot of longer shots. Uh, Mazzy Smith at plus 3,500, anyone? Yes? No? <laughs> Maybe uh, a Joey Porter Jr. Talking about how these are narrative awards. Joey Porter Jr.'s son or Joey Porter Sr.'s son. Joey Porter Jr. is a player now. Um, it's a narrative if he goes into a Steeler situation where they're in the playoffs and he has a great rookie year, has some interceptions, maybe a couple pick sixes, maybe that uh, narrative pushes him over the top. I don't know. At 25 to 1, I'll take a stab. Yeah, for me, I wanted to say Jack Campbell, but he went to the Lions. I'm not betting on a hyped Lions player. Um, <laughs> he is a he's a very good linebacker who I think can become a true sideline to sideline guy and kind of start to take over the game if he develops well at this next level. Um, but a guy I really like is Will McDonald. I guess we'll switch Iowa teams to Iowa State. Will McDonald, he landed on the Jets. And the Jets, they had a good defense, and they especially had a good defense in their defensive backfield which means the quarterback has to hold the ball longer. So I could see him using that to, to his gain where he will beat the offensive lineman and get some sacks on the quarterback. And I think with this, um, this Jets team that is going to be different and better, the defense won't be on the field all the time like last year because, well, they hope anyways, because they have Aaron Rodgers, who they hope is their savior, of course. So I think Will McDonald is going to do all right. I think he's going to fit right in on that defense. And I think he's going to be the one that kind of starts to stand out as far as able to get sacks while those cornerbacks are covering guys. I'll go with you, Ryan, on the Joey Porter, uh, Joey, Joey Porter Jr. It's like I talk for that a guy. Uh, that guy, <laughs> like, like that Steelers guy that played uh, a long time ago, or at least his dad did. Um, yeah, I, I think that's intriguing to me as well. Uh, just to see how well he does in that situation. But again, it's, it's very difficult to, to nail any of these guys down, uh, especially this crop, other than uh, obviously the odds-on favorite, who's Will Anderson. Um, I feel like everybody else you can make a case for, but it's not as solid as, as Anderson's would be, especially for opportunity's sake. And, you know, like I said, a lot of the guys, when they draft defensive players, it's not necessarily to start them right away. They're really good depth pieces and, and to add in later on in the season, right? They don't toss them in day one because defensive schemes, you know, as, as much as we harp on offensive schemes being tough, defensive schemes can get pretty tough too. And a lot of these rookies are learning a lot more than, than uh, what they are used to in college, you know, 
go cover this guy. It, it doesn't work like that anymore. You know, you're talking uh, man, you're talking zone blitzes and, and all this stuff that's going on. So um, I still feel like sometimes it's harder for the defense to, to get accustomed, unless of course you're just a straight pin your ear back, get to the quarterback kind of a guy, which again, the most favorite on the board is. <laughs> Quick question for you guys, just out of my curiosity, what do you think of Nolan Smith? Do you think the Eagles are too deep or do you think he fits into that Philadelphia Bulldogs defense <laughs> and uh, can make some noise? Yeah, I I was uh, listening to Sean and Ryan talk about this the other day, and I mean we all know Sean is a big Eagles fan, but they kind of both agreed like Philly's just deep at on the defensive side of things. The one thing I will say, if one of these Eagles guys with Jalen Carter or Nolan Smith, if they're fourteen and three or fifteen and two, and they're just dominating teams again they're going to be on a national stage where maybe they have high production games against a Dallas or San Francisco or Kansas city, where it kind of puts you over the top with that narrative. But I don't know. I just think that Philly's so deep defensively as a team that I, yeah. I think Nolan Smith kind of like Jalen Carter, just get lost in the shuffle. Yep. Again, they're on a stack. They're on the best team in the NFC. It is going to be so difficult for a rookie to, to warrant, getting himself into the starting lineup each and every week, let alone staying there and, and making a lot of noise. So um, I don't know. Uh, you want a super long shot and a homer shot for me? How about D Winters at, uh, what is this, 100 to 1? San Francisco 49ers, baby. Gotta is that the kicker? You. No, that's not the kicker. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, uh, no, I, you know, to be honest with you, he's a linebacker, man. So we're talking about somebody who can get to the quarterback. Uh, and kick the ball at the same time. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you guys did the draft. I, I was I kept waiting for you guys to pick. I go, where are the Niners at? Yeah. It's funny because uh, so you know when SGPN did the the full on draft day, right? Uh, Kramer says, "Get on and sweat with your team." I was like, "Well, not me. I don't have a good this, this See you on Saturday. <laughs> See you on Saturday. We'll uh, hey, yep. we needed a replacement for Robbie Gold. All right, I I don't want to hear if if this guy stands out. Cause you know how much we kick. We need a good kicker. Uh, and I'm okay. Especially in a team that is as rich as the 49ers right now. Like yeah. our biggest problem is that we have three quarterbacks that could start for almost any other team in the entire league. So, uh, well, two and a half, Sam yeah. Darnold did start for one and a half, maybe <laughs> <laughs> Trey Lance will be an excellent XFL quarterback. Everybody's an XFL, uh, <laughs> Taylor Heineke, baby. Yeah, no, Rod, I'll, uh, I'll gladly uh, take for going the draft. If it means I get to play in the NFC championship. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I'll take your situation over J Mark and I's. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. It's like, I, I don't even mind it at all. Um, but yeah, so, uh, like I said, I like D winters, uh, we'll see what kind of a, cause that defense is always tough right now. Of course it'll be, it'll be hard to, to replicate without D'Amico Ryan's, but maybe there's still that hangover and they'll, you know, won't have to learn an entirely new system. Um, and, and, and he'll make a name for himself. So, oh, wow. All right. I think we've, uh, we've thoroughly covered both sides of the ball here, the offensive and the defensive. Uh, rookies of the years and gave some of our favorite picks. Now all we got to do is wait. See you guys in uh, February as we start to wrap up the uh, who who wins what award, right? <laughs> right. Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, is there anything else, any last player, any last thoughts you wanted to toss out on either side of these? Uh, maybe betting strategy here as far as how, how you want to actually approach betting these, these uh, futures. 
I, I would say if you want to grab some of these longer shots, play that. If you like the favorites, maybe maybe wait and just make sure that they're at least healthy or make sure that the quarterback situation is at least what you think it's going to be. Don't just grab Anthony Richardson because you liked him at Florida because there's odds are he's probably not going to start. So um, wait and see how these mini camps, training camps play out. Make sure that they're in good positions to succeed. And uh, like you said, we'll be back later in the week on uh, Friday. J Mark and I will have our laid out plans on how Washington and Chicago are both going to go 12 and five and meet in the NFC championship. So uh, come back and see us on Friday. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't have any additional thoughts on rookie or defensive of the year, but I know we're not talking MVP, but Justin Fields is 16 to one right now. Go grab him. Uh, uh, Excuse no me, homer sir. there at all. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Uh, I, I take my D Winters pick over that one for sure. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, okay. Before we give you any more uh, crazy long shots, uh, no. Listen, I loved Justin Fields. I wish we would have taken him. That's that's on. So so that tugs at the heartstrings a little bit for me as well. Uh, why don't we let everybody know where they can find us on social media? Ryan, we'll start with you. Where can the folks find your hard work? Yep, uh, for the Twitter crowd, at Moneyline underscore Mac. Go check us out on the college basketball experience. A lot of portal action going on, so never stops. Yeah, and find me at JMark Football, and find me on Old Fashioned Football. We're going to start breaking down each division fantasy football-wise, so come see who we think. Uh, we're doing NFC North tonight because it's the best division, um, <laughs> or at least the one we know the best. So uh, come see who we think the top running back, top wide receiver, tight end. We know who the top quarterback in that division is. Um, but, yeah, check it out. Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> no more. <laughs> you know, he was last in the division last year, fantasy football points-wise. So <laughs> Jordan Tomu, what? Uh, you know, Sam, Macho, Sam Macho back on for that, uh, for that episode? Right, that'd be good. <laughs> that'd be uh, follow me on Twitter at Gomez. Link in the bio to everything I got going on. Check me out on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast with my good buddy, Cody Zeeb who just got back from Kansas and watched the Noah Gragson and, uh, and Ross Chastain boxing match. First, he got front row seats to that. Fantastic. Uh, I'll be going to Sonoma here pretty soon, so uh, going to have some fun doing that. So keep an eye on us there. Of course, catch me on the NFL Gambling Podcast as well, folks. That'll be it for this week. Well, this today. This, you know. Uh, this not the one I want to push. I want to push this one. That's better. I'm out of practice. Friday, I'll be better. We'll see you then. Until next time, let's.